Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the BL podcast. I am Nivedita Varadarajan. Startups and sustainability are topics that everyone is talking about these days. Can startups help promote sustainability? If yes, how can they go about? Well, that is a question that even the Indian government is focusing on. The government has set up a panel to discuss the matter as part of its G20 agenda. This panel or task force rather is called the G20 Startup 20 Engagement Group Task Force on Sustainability and it is the first time that such a task force has been set up as part of the G20 summit. I talked to Vinith Rai, founder and chairperson of Avishkar Capital, who is also a member of this task force to understand how these two can be interlinked and to understand why the indian government is focusing on using startups to promote a more sustainable future at the g20 summit listen into our conversation the g20 task force met recently in march can you tell us a little bit about what you guys spoke about in the meet yeah so i think uh, first let me actually give a quick introduction of g20 g20 is actually the largest 20 economies of the world uh, the presidentship of this uh, revolves and uh, india is the new president uh, last year's president was indonesia next year is going to be brazil and uh, every every country that actually does uh, uh, does the g20 has uh, two tracks one is a track where which is called the open track where you have uh, the civil society the corporates etc engage and the other is actually the head of the government the finance ministers the external affairs ministers of the g20 also meet all this goes around in the in a entire year with a very clear idea and focus and you try to actually bring synergies till last year till indonesia startups were actually part of the b20 which is business 20 engagement group now b20 is a very large group and given that startups used to get a very small space in that prime minister modi in the current presidentship actually and because of his massive belief in startups decided to bring startup 20 as an engagement group equal to b20 so why do we have a startup 20 within g20 and why at the engagement group level the objectives are the following one to find ways and means that we can start using the language or the taxonomy announced startups in a similar manner across the world so we have a group called uh, within the startup 20 uh, g20 council the, it is chaired by mr chintan vaishnav and we have now five different groups broadly three different groups within the council one is called foundation and alliances the other is the finance group and the third is called sustainability and inclusion i serve on the sustainability and inclusion task force and within these three groups the idea is across the g20 all the organizations all the countries would actually be party to the decision making so that we have similar decisions uh, similar thought process around startup 20 and all startups receive support from the g20 economies in similar manner so can you tell us some of the goals that you have set in the task force so far there are many goals and expectations and outcomes uh, but some of the more important things that will happen mm-hmm. is a uniform definition of startups across various countries uh, potential for startups to actually have cross border border operations and cross border recognition uh, from a sustainability and inclusion perspective we are actually trying to see if we can 
make sure that startups that actually are trying to solve social de- sustainable development goals sdgs hmm. if they are able to uh, who are targeting the sustainable development goals are actually seen in a different light funded in a different light uh, supported in a different light and uh, this actually happens uh, not only in the normal you know, basis but we can if we can create an accreditation uh uh some sort of an institution that can actually be a legacy for india uh, for the world uh for those institutions who are specifically focused on delivering sustainable development goals uh in the your audience who do not know sustainable development goals these are the goals that imagine the world free of hunger free of poverty free of inequity by 2030 these goals were actually agreed by 193 governments of the world in 2015 and the idea behind these goals was that there is uh, there should be enough emphasis that we live in a world that we have never seen since the time homo sapiens started walking straight uh, which is time immemorial immemorial so uh, really what we are trying to do through the g20 startup 20 is put together the foundation the finance and the strategy that would allow the world to be a better place with the contribution of the startups and specifically create more support for those startups who are supporting sustainable development goals have you discussed like a pathway or the process to meet these goals Uh, remember sustainable development goals uh, have actually been around for quite some time yes they have uh, in 2018 and i was actually a member of a i was a commissioner of a, a, a sustainable business council or business uh, business council for sustainable development mm-hmm. where we published a report which said that the world needs to invest 2.5 trillion dollars remember the number is 2.5 trillion dollar every year and this is 2018 for hmm. next 12 years for the world to have any chance of meeting sustainable development goals mm-hmm. now 2.5 trillion at that point of time india's gdp was also 2.5 trillion now we are actually closing on to 3.5 trillion but 2.5 trillion is a lot of money mm-hmm. and uh, it is a lot of money if you take it into the context of the money that is available as grants the global grant pool of capital is less than one quarter of trillion Uh, so if you require 2.5 trillion dollars it looks like the kind of money neither the governments have nor the nor anybody has but if you start looking at the total capital that is available in the world mm. you are talking about 400 trillion dollars this mm. is the money that is available in the world now if you start looking at in the context of 400 trillion dollar and you assume that 400 trillion dollar grows by 2% every year that means it adds 2% then what we are talking about is less than uh, half of the growth less than half of the growth uh, of the 400 trillion and that can actually change the world so are there pathways well all governments have targets there are 17 sustainable development goals all those goals are part of every government's uh, pathway all governments have to produce their reports and actually submit to what they are doing at sustainable development goals and at the g20 startup 20 council we at the sustainability and inclusion task force mm-hmm. are trying to align the startups to that goal so this is a small contribution to a massive goal which every country in the world are playing and by g20 by creating the startup 20 and creating a sustainability and inclusion council what we are trying to do is align the startups to that big goal 
Okay. So, uh, how are you doing that? What are the, some of the steps that you are trying to take to ensure startups align to that goal of sustainable development? As I, as I actually said, we are, we, A, first we are trying to see what are the ways and parameters we can have uh, SDGs, uh, goals, companies that are startups that are working on SDGs, they need to be identified and supported. So <clears throat> we are trying to see if there are pools of finance that can be created that are specifically supporting them. Mm-hmm. We are thinking of creating an accreditation agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is very preliminary, very early, but we are thinking about creating accreditation agencies that mm-hmm. may have the potential to actually register global startups as startups that are focusing on SDGs. There is an effort to actually find incubators that may have special uh, purpose support for startups that are supporting on sustainable development goals. We are looking at funding potentials, aligning impact investing firms across the globe, uh, creating pools of capital pushing and creating initiatives that will support uh, all the supported by all the G20 countries so that enough and more capital can go. Uh, we are trying to see if there are more mentorship and more support is possible to these companies. To me, startups are synonymous with research and development and innovation. This is mostly in the tech space. Are we seeing the same amount of innovation in social sectors also when, uh, when it comes to startups? Well, uh, it's very important for us to understand that uh, there is nothing called tech, tech space and social space because social is actually a horizontal. Mm-hmm. So tech space will fall into the social space as well mm-hmm. because social is what the society is <coughs> and tech is not outside the society. So it is within the society. Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. So whatever tech does, it is actually for the good of the society or sometimes for the bad of the society. Yeah. Uh, and um, a large number of innovations uh, that actually... Uh, get regulatory pushbacks. Like, for example, if you do a startup in technology to take gambling online, Hmm. now that's actually a sort of a a startup that is probably too commercial uh, and may actually have negative implications of the society. Hmm. Similarly, if you do a startup that actually allows or provides jobs for a blue-collar worker, then it is a tech startup that is actually essentially uh, moving into what you call the social space. Yeah. It does not mean that it is not creating commercial research. So if you look at Facebook, how do you see Facebook? Facebook has actually revolutionized the way a granddaughter speaks to her grandparents today in different mm-hmm. parts of, of the world. So would Facebook be a commercial startup, tech startup or a social startup? Well, it is all the three. And I think uh, a very important aspect of what we are trying to push through is we are trying to make sure that every startup is conscious about its social responsibility while being honest and true to its stakeholders for delivering commercial returns. And that's really where what we, a world which actually do not make a distinction between tech and social is what will be the ultimate goal of the G20 uh, Startup 20 Task Force also, that all startups should actually be working towards betterment of humanity. And uh, I think that is when uh, the real innovation will take place. Remember that it is much easier to do a tech innovation in the times of chat GPT then actually to solve, use technology to solve a social ill, which has not been solved for thousands of years. The talent, the capability, and the vision that is required to solve a social level is 10,000 times more complex than it is required to just produce a... Produce a, 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 a software, probably, yeah. yeah. Probably a software. So, So I think it's very important to understand that we are challenging the talent to think about 
going to challenges that have never been solved by humanity and probably positioning you as a world leader if you do that if you use your technology processes and not necessarily just making another another software program that solves some basic stuff for somebody so are we seeing that level of innovation which is required to solve the big problems of the society or are we just seeing the small incre- incremental changes in startups well, think- and in businesses in general also yeah well i think at any given point of time when as you as you have heard and seen india has become the world's third largest uh, mm-hmm. startup economy uh, and when you actually allow more and more innovation or more or more engagement to take place in ecosystem to evolve uh, that ecosystem then actually start pushing the boundaries of innovation so at some point of time we were actually talking about creating small jobs then we started creating remote jobs how do we bring take jobs to where people live in villages mm-hmm. you have heard of zoho and you have heard of others now are actually now is the time to how do you actually transfer the wealth and power in the hands of those who come from in, in exclusion and uh, uh, and uh, from the marginalized communities excluded and marginalized communities and that actually is where the most cutting edge thought process and thinking is going on so answer is yes technology is allowing and i'll give you an example two young guys in bihar came up with the idea of thinking about a green bank hmm. what is a green bank they said well small farmers do not have a place to store their grains they do not have the holding capacity and there is no logical reason for commercial grain warehouses to actually be small and in the villages so mm. we will use the power of technology to create small grain bank grain uh, small warehouses in the villages uh, invested by the local farmer but we will convert them as bank branches grain will be treated as cash and when you have a uh, farmer coming with grain even if he come he or she comes with one bag we will actually accept that bag of grain digitize the grain provide a passbook to the farmer and on a daily basis uh, provide a loan to the farmer up to 70% of the value of the input that they have stored and at the same time every day provide the market value of his bag and allow the farmer to make a choice if they have stored let's say 20 bags to sell one bag two bag five bag 10 bags effectively converting grain into cash for the farmer now this idea came from two young guys in samastipur in bihar Mm-hmm. Uh, what have they done they have used the power of technology to digitize the idea of grains and convert and use the power of networks and fungibility that comes with technology to actually generate a very large pool of grains despite it being distributed in thousands and thousands of small warehouses which they call as bank branches now so, that's uh, the real beauty and power of uh, innovation and technology taking place in the context of a social issue So can you tell us the name of the startup what is it called It's called Ergos E R G O S Ergos Okay thank you so much Um so what can the government do to encourage such innovative startups not only in India but in other parts of the world as well I'm sure in every place there'll be very interesting small startups like this doing really good work yeah, Well I think uh, government's role in any startup is actually to frame the right policy Uh, mm. to actually not be an impediment in the growth of these startups uh, to actually build the infrastructure both in terms of capital and otherwise so for example if you look at government of india 
Mm -hmm. The prime minister has stand on stood on the rampart of the uh, red fort and has talked about uh, talked about startups. He has actually put together so Sidbi, Nabard, funds of funds, self reliant India fund of fund, multiple fund of funds, so that hundreds of venture funds can come through. Uh, thousands of angel networks have come up. And government's job is to facilitate the process of building this ecosystem so that mm. you can have a transformative economy that can be generated. And uh, it is the generation of this transformative economy, uh, acceptance by the government and not just the prime minister, but the lowest level officer on the ground, mm -hmm. that innovation, entrepreneurship and new age thinking is the solution for inequity and poverty. Mm. That is what government's role is, in addition to actually building the entire ecosystem. And this is the role that all of us have to play. You as journalist, through this podcast, is actually playing the same role. Sensitizing the society, the parents, uh, the government, the government officials, uh, the panchayat leaders, the member of legislative assembly, the managing members of parliament, to the ideas and innovation that youth can bring in to transform the society and give them ideas that they have never witnessed before. You know, governments all across the world are doing something innovative to ensure that startups grow and there are new ideas that come forth. Is there any idea which the Indian government can implement which we can take from other countries? So I think uh, the G20 task force do not speak for one country or the other. It actually huh. speaks for all the 20 countries at the same time. And uh, so Mexico can teach India, India can teach Mexico, US can teach India, India can teach US. And there are lots and lots of examples that every country has. For example, India can offer a Amul example of how mm -hmm. to create an uh, impact unicorn, not just mm -hmm. a unicorn. We can actually give an example of uh, NPCI, the National Payment uh system which yeah. is which can actually which can actually be seen as one of the greatest uh, innovation of this era a social innovation of this era we can talk about ondc and similarly the world can talk about for example us can talk about how they actually bankrolled the uh, us venture capital program through small business investment uh, uh, consortium sbic uh, and similarly mexico can talk about its innovation uk can talk about its fintech industry so the learning, the cross-pollination of idea is part of the G20 Council. And that's why the Startup 20 Council is to pick up ideas, not necessarily pick a specific idea for India or a specific idea for uh, US, but generally to allow cross-fertilization of ideas and allow these ideas to flow between the two sides. And there is a lot to learn at every level. In, uh, you have to learn about regulators. You have to learn about how to regulate, how to govern, how to innovate, how to support, how to build the ecosystem. All these are great ideas. I mean, Silicon Valley is a great ecosystem. Hmm. We have been able to replicate a significant ecosystem in uh, in uh, Bangalore. Uh, similarly, there are different ecosystems. India is trying to also take its innovation to grassroots level. Uh, the world can learn from how we are actually trying to transition a very centralized five metropolitan focused economy mm. to a very diverse and distributed economy with centers of entrepreneurship spread from Kochi to Varanasi. Mm. So let me put it this way. What are some of the best practices that India can offer to the world and what are some of the best practices that we can learn from the rest of the world? So I think uh, uh, this is actually a very difficult question. It's a very broad question also. But let me actually focus on what India can share to the world. Mm -hmm. I think uh, 
people have actually heard the word unicorn many many times you might have heard the words like camel and zebras also which are actually the new terms these are not necessarily those companies that actually try to get a billion dollar valuation but they are more sustainable they are nimbler they are actually trying to grow and uh, have an objective for themselves not just actually the valuation i think india can actually teach the world the idea of impact unicorn hmm? every i mean we are the third largest unicorn producer in the world mm. uh, there is us and then there is uh, i think uh, uh uk probably but india may actually be able to offer uh, what no other country probably has impact unicorns uh, and if we are able to and our legacy to the world is how do you actually create institution that serve a billion people that serve a billion people equitably and there npci is a great example similarly mm-hmm. uid and the jam trinity that we have created is a great example uh, similarly amul is a great example mm-hmm. so we we can actually tell the world how you can create impact unicorns because we are the only place where a large amount of innovations have taken place that mm-hmm. have tried to make things equal for a person who is spending 1 rupee or you spending 1 billion rupee and i think that thought process is what is could be our gift and our legacy to the world okay so my final question to you is this so building a sustainable world is not a cheap affair it's quite costly and you hinted at this earlier in our conversation um what is being done to aid this transition to a more sustainable economy by the government how are we going to fund this journey so i think uh, it's very important for us to understand that the government is runs on the money that you and i pay as taxes yeah, yeah. and therefore the best one can do as a, as as those who are listening to this podcast is actually to first start asking yourself this question are we actually making an honest contribution towards the kitty that the government actually then uses to create the world a more equitable place uh, are we paying our taxes properly and honestly the second part of it is india is building uh, india's infrastructure as if we had no infrastructure the quantum and investment that we are making right now in our infrastructure requires humongous amount of capital the tax that we are paying today is in front of our eyes building very large roads ports networks and other stuff that india needed for the size of the country that we are and the number of people we have we have needed but it has not been happening so in last 20 25 years india has been doing a lot of work in building that infrastructure uh, and what has happened in last 7 8 years has been phenomenal and exceptional uh, let me also tell you there are enough and more research that when you build the infrastructure the value or the distribution of wealth becomes far more equitable then in the absence of it because those with infrastructure have disproportionately higher advantage over those who don't have so i think uh, the third thing which actually is very critical and important is building the soft infrastructure and india is making early efforts to build its soft infrastructure uh, through uh, massive uh, investment through technology in the education space that is taking place and through the government investment as well now some parts of this we may not be happy as individuals 
but remember managing a country of 1.4 billion dollar managed through a democratic polity is a challenging task for any government and all governments uh, will feel the challenge and will require significant time but i believe personally as an as a as an individual and as a human being that in last 20 years the way we have actually built ourselves up and the way i see the next 10 years i think india is doing a phenomenal job in trying to build a uh, more equal india than what it was and hopefully much more than what we ever anticipated to be vinit thank you so much for joining us today and expressing your views so kindly thank you so much dear listeners thank you for tuning in today until the next time this is nivedita signing off